I really want to see like a Steve do a zombie apocalypse. Like, oh, look at that one. It's missing its legs. <laughs> I call that the shambler. I'm going to poke it with a stick. Ah, it's a beauty. We just need to this sounds it. like a stick in the a wall, but... Let me rock with you, animal. I'm kind of good with that type of stuff. If I'm bad, you can blow me up. Send me out to oblivion. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Monster to Monster, where we take a deeper look into pop culture monsters. My name's Katie. And I'm Zach. And today we are joined by the Nerdy Weds. You guys want to introduce yourselves? I'm William. And I'm Kina. And we are the Nerdy Weds. This is very exciting for us. We uh, <laughs> found another nerdy couple in Florida to uh, chat with and enjoy nerdy stuff, such as what we're going to talk about tonight, which is dragons. Dragons. Very cool. So dragons are Dragon. your your kind of couple thing, right? Like that's the one creature that you two both agree is a really cool creature. Yes. Of course, yeah. Yeah. We love the dra dragon aesthetic. Uh, we got a lot of dragon stuff in our house. And, and uh, our logo for our podcast is two dragons head-to-head uh, -head forming a heart with their necks. That's yeah. so cute. It's my, my thing solo is like witches. I'm not sure what your solo thing is first creatures some uh, dragons are really the only creature yeah. that i like mythical creature that i'm really into so mm. once he found Maybe something phoenix that, too but Fe oh, dragons, yeah, phoenix, yeah. yeah but once he found something that we both could agree on um he went crazy with it so now we have dragon figurines in our living room everywhere we have this cool statue table that is uh set on top of a dragon Ooh. Um, the dragon yes. holding a uh, glass plate in front of its face and its Ooh. head is over top of the. Nice. So it's a big, it's a little coffee, like end table thing. It's mm -hmm. an end I table. love that. And then your crocodile uh, game has Crokinole a dragon game, on it too. Which is right there. That's yeah. uh, uh, I don't know if you ever played Crokinole. It's a uh, Canadian game of flicking pucks and, and uh, trying to get them into the center hole and hitting your opponent's pucks. But oh, yeah, I've the, seen that. Yeah, it's, uh, we got dragons. Ooh, that's on our cool. crocodile board. It sounds like Pogs. Is it like Pogs? It's not like Pogs. It's not like Pogs? Okay. Not like Pogs. The 90s is showing. It's addictive. It's a simple, it's a stupidly simple game, but once you start playing, you'll be like, let's play that again. It's addictive. Oh, <laughs> it no. really is. Something I probably couldn't play with you. Well, back to dragons, you said that is our, we really love the aesthetic, but yeah. we like dragons and pop culture too, so that's what we wanted to talk and about And we today, attend right? DragonCon every year. Yes. Oh, yeah, Dragon Con. So, uh, it's it's amazing, all about the, the most amazing convention ever. Uh, so, you keep telling we got a lot of different aspects of dragons to discuss. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you have one of the, uh, the like incense burner dragons? Don't have that, but my dad did give me a, <laughs> paper a paper, like a envelope. Ooh, the letter opener. Yeah, letter opener. That's it. There you go. There yeah. you go. That's the word. But it's uh, like a sword stuck in a skull with a dragon on top of the Ooh, that's neat. You got me that when I was young. Oh no, he got that when we were um, married. Yeah, back, you weren't, you were already Kansas. old. Babe, it was past Kansas. You were already <laughs> Ouch, old. Out. was already old. <laughs> no, we were married. I can we say that because he's always telling me and he missed the opportunity. So I'll hook you up. He's always saying, no matter how old I get, you'll always be older because I'm a year and a half 
older. Normally mm-hmm. I say a year. And she he, robbed the cradle. And he tells me, no, it's a year and a half. So I can't forget about that half. Can't forget about that six months. Can't forget about it. Yeah. No. So uh, I won't be making anything because I'm not that good. I have, to, I have to ask before we get too deep into the episode. Are you fans of the Aragon series? I I read the first two books. I watched the disappointment they called the movie. I was very disappointed about the movie. Oh, I liked the movie. Did the you movie, really? It was a, yeah. If it Uh-oh. wasn't called Aragorn. <laughs> We've had this conversation. It was a decent, okay movie. I'd have but to try again then, because I can't. They, they went <laughs> so far away from what the book, how the book ended, that there was no way to tie into the sequel. We sound like such nerds right now. The book, man, <laughs> it was just... But the book says this, and it didn't do the thing. <laughs> Nerd engage. Nerd mode engage. Nerd. Oh, the books were great. I, I think I read the first two or three. I. It's been such a long time since I read any of them. I know that there are quite a few more of them out now. I think he got... He lost his direction in the third and... Well, it was supposed to be three like, books, and it mm. turned into four books. So, yeah, publishers are like, can you just push out one more? Listen, Chris, give me a little more. Chris Baloney? Yeah, I think so. That, yeah. Chris Baloney, because his books are baloney. <laughs> hey. Well, he wrote the first one when he was like thirteen. <laughs> yeah, it was a teenager, which is pretty impressive. No, it is impressive. He was like My thirteen was years old when he wrote the first oh, one. No, thirteen, yeah. sixteen. He was, or something like that. he was very young when he wrote. Very the first. young. I try to give him props for that. But I don't like when very young authors get a lot of press when they're very young because then anytime you talk to them when they're like, hey, you're 16, what? Listen, I'm already established. I don't need <laughs> anymore. I'm like, okay, you, I don't even want to read your books. I don't care. Be gone. Yeah. Well, it was not the worst movie <laughs> adaption. It What's was that? not the worst movie adaption. Yeah. I think the worst movie adaption, especially in recent history, is World War Z. Absolute worst yeah. steaming pile of a movie adaption. Okay, but listen, there's still Avatar The Last Airbender that they tried to make into a movie. Avatar Avatar <laughs> The Last Airbender at least has the characters and s- some of the plot and, and story elements. and That's true. That's true. None World of War that's Z true went. for World War Z. World yeah, War Z, they kind of just took the name and went, this could be a thing. That's what it, that's I said what they filmed said. a movie. And somebody said, hey, what are we going to call this? And uh, in turn, putting a coffee down goes, well, I read a, I saw a book on a shelf <laughs> called World War Z. Great. Let's name it that. Listen, I was on How the subway and somebody was reading it as they were getting off on the Z train. Like, yeah. Call the author. Buy the title from it's a, it's a decent book. It just it wouldn't translate well into a movie. Yeah. Now, when I heard they were making a movie, I'm like, how are they going to make this a movie? And the answer is they didn't. They didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't. Yeah, it would okay. make a great anthology, or it would make a great. Um, I don't know. It'd be it would be a cool movie if they could do it the way the book was done. But it'd be a cool movie if they did it as like a. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a documentary, almost. Yeah, like a fake well, that's documentary what the book style. Was. Uh, yeah, the book yeah. was a documentary. Yeah, it would have been really cool to do it that way, but instead they tried to make it an action adventure horror zombie. Like, uh. 
like a survival guide or if they oh god bear grills trying to survive the zombie apocalypse <laughs> that no it would be completely fake it would be but it'd be hilarious <laughs> Steve Irwin. okay i'm sorry i got off topic dragons, dragons. <laughs> zombies are better though oh, oh that's fired that's fired i love zombie movies so <laughs> not as much as dragons you don't know, dragons are beautiful they're majestic and I can see where they came from. You know, like back in ancient times, people found fossilized remains of dinosaurs, and dragons were the best explanation they had for these things. So uh, what what a pop culture reference you guys drawing on for this dragon episode? Well, the my favorite some of my favorite dragon movies were Reign of Fire, classic, and uh, the original Dragonheart. I never got into any. I watched one of the sequels, but I never got into any of the sequels for Dragonheart. Probably but, wise. Yeah, and then I. <laughs> I didn't even realize there were five of them until you said something the other day. That they had they had the five minute, movies five? at Walmart. I almost bought it. Oh, no. <laughs> should have done it. She's like, oh no, no. Yeah, I watched the second one, the Dragonheart. Mm-hmm. And that was the only one I feel like that tried to be kind of build off of the first movie. And then. But the problem is, I don't know who was responsible for the fact they made Draco the last dragon on Earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he died, dragons were gone. Yeah. And then they turn around and make sequels. They're like, where the hell did they come from? Yeah, you gotta just, watch them and see. So now guess, you have to watch I the tell you other four. Well, the second one. Go for right. it. Tell us. Spoiler alert, Zach. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. Uh, how long has that movie been out? It doesn't matter. You always do it to me. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, hey, Draco dies at the end of Dragonheart. Spoiler he, alert. He has ah. an he had an egg, I guess. And so, like the knights take the egg and protect it, and it's like, you know, they're like hiding this baby dragon down in like the dungeon or something. And then some okay. new, some new knight that some kid that wants to be a knight, you know, he finds the other dragon, and you know, dragon heart plot ensues. Okay. I think the most entertaining thing about watching Dragon Heart is, you know, watching a twenty-something-year-old movie. Right. <laughs> the hilarity of the dragon, the way he looked, but the Sean Connery, the late great. Sean Connery's legendary voice mm-hmm. was Draco. Mm-hmm. And what a perfect casting that was. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, you're going to have somebody be a dragon's voice. Mm-hmm. It's Sean Connery. Yeah. You know, he's right up there as one of the greatest voices of all time. Yeah. You know, with, yeah. with James Earl Jones and, mm-hmm. and uh, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Morgan there Freeman. we go. That's a good one. Just phenomenal voices. Mm-hmm. Yes, when you said earlier about dragons, oh, they're very regal. That's why you like them. Whenever I think, oh, what voice would I pair with the a regal dragon? I think Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. So that's why that movie is always memorable to me. Mm-hmm. And you say the dragon looks hilarious, but to me, I have bad taste apparently because I didn't think so. I, <laughs> no, I he looked it was great, great, but his face was kind of mushed. Yeah. Of, yeah, it was kind of a goofy side profile. 
for the dragon's face. It needed to have some longer structure. Okay. It was and very then, smushed. Yeah. yeah. For the time period they made the movie, like when it first, I remember when it first came out being like, oh my God, they made a dragon. And now yeah. I watched it, I watched it like 10 years after it came out. And I was like, oh God, what did they do? And now I can't imagine, I'm going to have to watch it again this weekend because I can't imagine watching it now. How right. many you other years? It in a while? Oh, that's good. It's like, it's oh good. no. Just because, was it Dennis Quaid? Yes, as the knight. Yeah, Dennis Quaid, yeah. yeah. So good. And then the, the redheaded guy. Oh, the prince? Yeah. Oh. But I only, I knew that actor from like a, did you guys ever see the uh, Dinotopia film or like miniseries it's on TV? Mm-hmm. So is he's that in the that one movie. With, that's, oh, is it a TV series or a movie? Uh, it was a TV, like a mini a movie series. Like a mini series. Mini series? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It was like I each one was like an hour long and they aired like four or five. So then going, going back and like, because okay. I hadn't watched it forever. And so I know him from something else. I'm trying to remember what it is. Um, Harry, One Harry Potter? Potter? No. no. No, but I've seen him in something else. Uh, he was he was a, but he he did such a great job being an, an impetulant fuckhead. Right? Yeah, all, you know? all of the. But just like seeing all these actors that, you know. Oh, uh, Malfoy, Malfoy, uh, the the one who played uh, Malfoy's father. Was one of the lackeys for the for the king in, in Dragonheart? I have to watch it. Now. Oh yeah, we're watching. Yeah, it. yeah. I so <laughs> you see a young young him, and then the dude who played on a uh, Highlander, one of the dudes who played on Highlander is one of the villains. He was one of the villains in in Dragonheart as well. So a lot of great people in we the film. Watch Dragonheart and Highlander. The, yes. Why yes. are you every weekend already? Like, yes! Uh, <laughs> she, gave him, she gave him a look like, really? I don't know. Like, oh, like, no. oh yes! yes. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not the look of, oh, no. It's the look of, I know you're going to fall asleep, and I'm going to be watching this. And, like, well, slowly, you know. like, hey, you want to go to bed? No, I'm watching. Again, that's her. Sometimes you have to just rest your eyes, and then you get back into it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. That's fair. Well, as far as uh, I, I loved rehashing the joy of watching that movie again. I watched that movie, I think it was right before I joined the army, right before I went off to basic training. Oh, wow. The first time I saw Dragonheart. Uh, and it just brought me back to that younger, more carefree, less responsible time in my so life. So you had already seen that when we saw it together? Because it, it, it was released well. in 1996, so yeah. Yeah, okay. But we saw Reign of Fire together. Yes. And those two. Know, when was, was Rain of Fire released? Sometime you know? in the nineties. Like Wasn't it two thousand? I think it was early two thousands that I got. Yeah. Okay, okay. So we're still talking about Dragonheart. We'll get to Rain of Fire in a minute. Oh well, I'm <laughs> ready to talk <laughs> about Rain of Fire. <laughs> wow, right, I'm done talking ahead, about. No, I'm, I'm, kidding, I'm done talking ahead. about Dragonheart. <laughs> no. I, just, I just wanted to end on my term. Uh, rude. <laughs> Are you sure you want to hang out with him? He's rude. Listen, I have but, to get I have to get to you through him. So I'll, I'll take what I can. Okay. They they you know when we meet people, they come to the group for me, but they stay for her. See, so that's the beauty yes. of having the extrovert and the introvert. We he okay. gets more people, and then we just like kind of slowly move to one side. I'm like, okay, but what's up, girl? <laughs> I wanted to say that your two favorite dragon movies are polar opposite of each other. So they you are. have Rain of Fire and then you have Dragonheart. So you have one is just like Regal, he's an 
ally for the hero. And then you have the other where the dragons are just like, they're the, the zombies. zombies of the movie. Yeah. So what what is that all about? I don't know. Ooh. I, I love the imagery of the dragons just going ham. Uh, I wish that they would have spent a little more time with the dragons. Same, yeah. Yeah, I really, especially how beautiful they made the dragons. Mm -hmm. they, they were beautiful in that movie. They did they a really were. good job, but we didn't get to see them enough. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. They did, a, they did a really good job flushing out what we could see, but I, I was waiting for there to be a follow-up of like, oh, hey, here's the behind the scenes of like where they came from and what happened. I was waiting for that on like the DVD that came out. It's like, oh, there's gotta be a behind the scenes that somebody made and no, it's very sad. So but it I, feels like the dragons in that movie that they were just uh, mindless and just animalistic, not, not much to them. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering if you guys agree with that. I wouldn't say they were mindless. They, they are very definitely animalistic in that sense because they're they're really out they're not planning out their lives at a certain point you know they wake up they're hungry they start eating and then they realize uh oh we burned through our food source and then they're just kind of circling and waiting for the next cycle they almost seem like a pop apocalyptic or biblical of like they were slumbering they came back they burned everything now we rebuild and it seems like it's this never-ending cycle of there's always going to be something coming back so they felt more like an inevitability to me than an animal. They, yes. They yes. felt like an yes. apex predator. Yeah. They got released into a food-rich environment. Mm -hmm. And like most apex predators, when they're released into that environment unchecked with no predators of their own, uh, they go ham and they kill off their food source. Yeah. Yeah. In that environment. Mm -hmm. And then they, they rapidly die off themselves mm -hmm. until the populations can find balance and equilibrium. Because mm -hmm. they, they kind of made it where, where the dragons and the humans could not coexist at all. And the, the only problem I had with that was they had, uh, toward the end of the movie, spoiler alert, um, <laughs> toward the end of the movie, they had uh, the male dragon eating a few smaller female That's dragons. What I, I had a problem. And there were like hundreds of dragons mm -hmm. flying away from it. And you're like, well, where the hell are they supporting hundreds of mm -hmm. these giant dragons? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. The I'm trying to remember because it's been a hot minute since I, since I watched that movie. So correct me if I'm wrong. I think they had said like when Matthew McConaughey's character comes in, it's like this is the big daddy. Like this is the bull. There's no one else mm -hmm. like him in the area. So it could be that they were coming to like do almost like a, a mating ball, like a- um, Like snakes do. Yeah, yeah, like a snake one. And it was like, okay, well, some of you may die, but it's a sacrifice I am willing to, to make mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. in order yeah. to procreate. I was gonna say something really nasty. Well, and don't, gonna... don't Komodo dragons also eat, you know, they're cannibalistic too, aren't they? Well, most animals Well, a lot are. of animals are. Like oh. lions, you know, when a, when a mm. new lion takes over the pride, and there are any cubs, he'll kill off all the cubs that haven't matured in order to get the females to make with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was that they were younger dragons and he was trying well, to... Well, he's hungry. Yeah, that's that too. <laughs> I 
I'm probably digging they all vacated, this. They all rapidly vacated the premises when he started yeah. eating them. So they were hanging out. They were fine with him being in there until he started eating them. Mm-hmm. And they even, stated, they even stated earlier in the film when they killed the first dragon on, on camera uh, that the other dragons won't come around because the only thing they're afraid of is their own dead. The, the hmm. smell. The smell of their own dead it. is the only thing they're afraid of. Hmm. Maybe, like, well, hmm. my first thought was, why don't you cover your vehicles and everything else in a riding dragon? Mm-hmm. Right. right. Yeah. And they'll never come around to, to bother you. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the smell is abhorrent to us, too. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. But uh, Anything. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Christian Bale's character said he stated that uh, I love the smell, and then he explained why. Ah. Because somebody was complaining about the smell. Mm-hmm. His dead dragon's not something that people had smelled very much uh, up to that point, I guess. Yes, it doesn't <laughs> smell like bacon. No, that's only after you cook it. Huh. it smoked dragon? Smoked dragon awful. sounds like it'd be a really good jerky flavor. Oh, that would be a good jerky flavor. I definitely see like some fantasy vendor or some Renfair vendor. You know, just dried <laughs> beef stick. <laughs> Smoke dragon, get smoke dragon here. <laughs> oh my gosh. The, the smoke dragon legs, are they called the, uh, some people try to call them turkey legs, smoke dragon legs. Yeah. Oh yeah, when you wrap them in bacon, probably. Now, if someone, oh, someone was selling good. ostrich legs, oh. that's what they should be like. That's, that's the granddaddy, yeah. that's the dragon leg. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine somebody walking around with an ostrich leg at a rent fest? Oh, you know you could sell it like to some oh. just beefy dude. <laughs> like you just call him out, be like, "I bet you can't. I bet you can't even lift this ostrich." Are you kidding me? I can see five year olds trying to walk around like I got the dragon leg. He's like one kid carrying one leg, carrying the other. So uh, then we got Dungeon the Dragons. That's a whole different animal as far as dragons is concerned. Is that what got you into dragons? Probably, I think so. I got into Dungeons and Dragons when I was about 11 years old, 12 years old. How old are you when you're eighth grade, seventh grade? 13, 13, 14. Yeah. Around that time frame is when I got into Dungeons and Dragons with, with some friends. You know, spent my entire life being told, never play Dungeons and Dragons because it's evil. It's devil worship. Oh, I remember. As soon as I found friends who played Dungeons and Dragons, I started playing Dungeons and Dragons. Oh man! What is it? The sat- satanic. Yeah, watch out for these satanic. Uh, what do they call? It? What they called it? Clues it... like, oh, your kid might be worshiping Satan if they're like... listening to rock music and playing D and D. What? It was like the satanic yeah. scare or something. Yeah. yeah the satanic scare. Uh, they, had a, they had a Pokemon bunch cards. of like uh, a couple notable Dungeons and Dragons movies. One of them starring Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. oh, a yeah. young. Tom Hanks what? before he became famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was the guy who lost himself playing Dungeons and Dragons. <gasps> oh, that one. Yes. Oh my gosh. I can't I remember. Thought the I, name made of. I just watched a documentary about it. I thought I made that movie up because I could not figure out what it was called. And I swear no. I saw it when I was younger. I thought I was crazy. Mazes, Mazes and, and Monsters. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's from nineteen eighty two. It exists. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! You didn't make it up, babe. I you didn't make I'm it not up. Crazy for that one particular reason. <laughs> it was 1982. Oh man, good time. Mm-hmm. I was four years old when that movie came out, and um, I was six years not old. 
<laughs> so yeah, six years in the making. Yeah, heard all of the of the things where if you burned the Dungeons and Dragons book, demons would come out of it. I mean, I've seriously heard these things from adults that thought they were doing good, but it was just complete nonsense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the the Dungeons and Dragons scare that. A big part of my childhood. Yeah. So, have you actually fought a dragon yet in Dungeons and Dragons? Uh yes, uh, several. Ooh. Uh, we I fought a black dragon and pretty much all of the all of the big big evils, uh, the the non chromatic dragons. I think I've, we fought about one of each of them. Wow. In my Dungeons okay. and Dragons career, I I know for sure black, red, and green. I fought black, red, and green. I know for sure. Um, did we win all of them? No. <laughs> One cannot expect to win against a dragon 100% of the time. Yeah. No, yeah. We had a couple. We had one that was a TPK. And then, uh, and then one that I think like most of us died. And the rest of us were like, screw this. And we left. Yeah. yeah. But no, yeah. They Tactical were always great retreat. adventures. Tactical retreat. Yeah. Leave your buddies behind. <laughs> no one gets left behind except that guy. Sorry. Dungeons and Dragons is kind of cool because they have like, well, the old Dungeons and Dragons. Now they're they're trying to make the the cute and fluffy Dungeons and Dragons where there's no uh, conflict other than the manufactured conflict. Mm. Like drow elves are not evil, uh, goblins mm. are not evil, orcs are not evil, uh, dragons are not evil. Nothing's evil. Everything's um, a gray area. You can make a character however you want. Yeah. So I'm not sure if chromatic dragons are good and non-chromatic dragons are still evil because that's that's evil based on color mm -hmm. instead of based on choices. Because your non-chromatic dragons are your red, green, black, blue. They're the they're the ones that are named after a specific color. Chromatic dragons are like your platinum, your gold, your silver. All of your metallic dragons are considered good. They're, they're of good alignment and will only eat you if you annoy them too much. Good. What's that? So of course the rich dragons are good. Wow, you yeah, of course. <laughs> White dragons are evil. What color are their eyes? I have no idea. Okay. Red. We'll go with red. <laughs> Right. They're like they're like albino rats, <laughs> big giant albino rats. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's like onward where they made the unicorns like raccoons. <laughs> All I see is like these little Those mini Pegasus, wasn't it? Or are they the unicorns? Oh, it might have been Pegasus. Uh, like something just eating. What is this? Yeah, on it's the new Pixar movie Onward that came out. With the two Drow brothers. Oh, we're frozen. Is Can it the one? Yeah, the first one. The yes. brothers, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And they're trying to revive their dad. Mm -hmm. that was an awesome movie. Yeah. That was, it was super cute. I love it so much. But now all I see is like these little like dragons flying around that are like seagulls, just rats with wings, <laughs> right? Scab scabbing hot fries off your plate, right. stealing your fries. <laughs> little white with red eyes, and you're like, get out of here, dragon. <laughs> well, that's the Hi, that's Jimmy. the other kind of dragon that we we talked about. There were three main archetypes for dragon. You have the ally. Mm -hmm. And we've already discussed uh, Dragonheart is the ally. Mm -hmm. And then your protagonist is, um, you know, uh, Reign of Fire. Mm -hmm. Antagonist, Antagonist. Sorry. Antagonist. Uh, Reign of Fire. 
and then and whimsical. Then, and then whimsical. You know, Puff the Magic Dragon. Uh, Pete. Pete uh, Dragon, Elliot. Elliot. Yeah. There Elliot you go. The dragon. And then uh, is it Elizabeth from Shrek? The one that Donkey um, oh, married? Yeah. She has a name. <laughs> oh, She has the name. I think it's Elizabeth. <laughs> Elizabeth. Oh, you're Girl a lady said. dragon. Of oh, course, course you are. Good, <laughs> That that was that was probably one of the funniest moments in that whole. I mean, full of a show full of funny or a movie Mm -hmm. full of funny moments. That was probably one of the funniest. Mm. You know, because it was so unexpected, Mm -hmm. and then you get a dragon fall in love with a donkey. Look at (laughs) her when they have the dragon donkey babies. The dragon donkey babies. Second film or the end of the I first? I think it was the second. Yeah. Second film. I, I don't remember. Yeah. Second film. Because he... I don't know how that worked. How the logistics of that worked. Yeah. Magic. <laughs> We're just going to go with magic. Just blanket. Magic. We're not imagining this any farther. <laughs> don't think about... Yeah, there you go. Don't, yeah. don't think about don't it go there. Much. Not even got a combination of all those with uh, Toothless. Oh, yeah. I love Toothless. Uh, Toothless is whimsical. Uh, he starts out as an antagonist kind of like... Not not himself, but mm. the legend of the night uh, was Fury. Name? Night yeah. Fury. Legend of the Night Fury is kind of like the ultimate antagonist, mm-hmm. the worst dragon you could ever come across. And it turns mm-hmm. out to be a toothless, bumbling, adorable. It's just a vicious... giant cocker spaniel. Yeah, <laughs> a very intelligent cocker yeah. spaniel. Yeah. Uh, That's kind of an oxymoron having a smart Kirkus spaniel, but still. Yeah. He's more of more of a. I, I I think of toothless more as a pit bull. Yeah, Very probably smart. more pitbully. Yeah. Smart, but definitely smart. is that dog that'll get under your feet as soon as you stand up. So I know William, you had touched on uh, kind of where dragons might have come from in the myth, mythological. Yeah. Do you, is that what you think? You think the uh, the dinosaur bones were the inspiration? For kind of like the stories and everything, I, I believe so. I think that uh, that at some point in our distant history, somebody saw something, most likely fossilized bones of dinosaurs, and they needed to explain these dinosaurs. And like religion or any other ancient tale it was developed to explain the world around us mm-hmm. and they created dragons dragons had to have existed look at the bones of this giant animal and it it's easy to see that they would have known that they were bones we know what bones look like mm-hmm. you know we animals are our own bodies have bones mm-hmm. you know lizards over there smaller version of a dinosaur maybe at one point dragons walk the earth and they created the dragon kind of mythos and it may not have started out as full-fledged what we know of as dragons today mm-hmm. like all mythologies it probably grew over time like the flood story was probably based on a local flood at some point in mm-hmm. ancient history and as the story was told and told over and over again it became a worldwide flood over a period of time with this guy in a boat and two of each animal. Well, like I said, I think that I think that that's how dragons got really started. Is kind of the same way some of those biblical stories that, that are told today, uh, you know, 
probably started out as a smaller story and mm -hmm. over time grew in embellishment. I don't think it started out as a fire breathing right. dragon, mm -hmm. but just over time, artists added embellishment and they came up with new ways to tell these same old stories. Mm -hmm. And at some point they probably created a hero that battled one. And then we got Arthurian legend spawned out of that. We got St. George. Uh, St. George spawned out of that, mm -hmm. all that. And yeah, I think, I think it's definitely interesting that you can see it's not just like one culture that has, you know, a mythos of dragons. It's definitely spread across the globe. Mm -hmm. Everyone has Their some own form of dragon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, there's South American mm -hmm. dragons, there's Eastern Asian dragons, there's Western and European dragons. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's and, any dragons in North American, Native American mythos. I don't know. I have to research it. I have to look into that. Hmm. We need to look Possible into episode. That, too. that would be, that would be interesting. That would be cool. Another episode. Yeah, okay. we'd love to do that. That'd be a, I don't know. Stay tuned, guys. We're going to now have a yeah, uh, North tuned. American dragon, dragon episode. Yes. Well, we're going to create one. Yes. <laughs> Start a you new know. myth. Mm -hmm. Love it. It all started at Dragon Con, where oh. they actually summoned a dragon from the D and D guidebook. <laughs> and it only makes sense that that dragons, in some form that's recognizable as a dragon, would exist all over the world because dinosaurs did in fact exist all over the world. Mm -hmm. So different cultures finding these and coming up with a very similar explanation for where dinosaurs might have come from. Mm -hmm. kind of a sim similar mythology sprung up mm. around would possibly it was a dinosaur being found by some farmer in a field mm -hmm. or more likely a uh, a guy at a quarry you know yeah. digging in stone and and they're creating blocks for like the pyramids probably found uh dinosaur remains a uh, fossilized bones with mm -hmm. i'm not saying in egypt but it, it's not a big stretch of the imagination when when they're fine when they're cutting through stone mm -hmm. to build castles and and stuff they, they would find mm -hmm. evidence of fossilized dinosaur bones mm -hmm. well especially with how far like oceans and waters reach like you can find megalodon teeth so far inland now you're like i, I can't even imagine being back in the you know 16th 17th century digging one of those up like okay legit monster in my field guys i don't know what's going on i gotta like salt the earth i gotta move mm -hmm. something's gonna come get me <laughs> and when you don't have when you don't have anything to explain the unknown there's no science you have religion of some sort uh be that the pagan religions of ancient europe uh, or the pagan religions of of Eastern, you know, Asia, they're all going to come up with a reason for whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And these ancient almighty creatures that now we don't see, but we have evidence that they were around. Mm -hmm. Or somebody back in the day saw evidence that they were around and mm -hmm. they called them dragons. And this is what a dragon was. And it mm -hmm. wasn't, you know, people weren't writing history for very long. We haven't been writing our history for very long. And we certainly don't have a lot of written records from even 5,000 years ago. 
you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where oh, where exactly the dragons come from? That that's that's a pretty cool uh, thought experiment. But I don't think I think it's kind of like where did life come from? Because at some point we're either going to discover where life came from, mm -hmm. or we're going to determine that it didn't originate here on Earth. That life came from space. Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe as simple life aboard a comet that crashed into the earth and the conditions were right for it to start populating the waters of a prehistoric earth mm -hmm. and forming into the complex life that eventually evolved into us. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's probably the most logical explanation of where life came from on earth uh, where it came from, from there, there's no way for science to figure that out. I don't think we'll ever, probably ever discover that. But mm -hmm. who, knows? who knows? I could be completely wrong. It could have discovered, for, could have originated from abiogenesis. But I, that's stuff I'm into. And the origin of dragons, the problem is you go back into time where you get to the first person that told the story to somebody who wrote it down. That isn't where the story started. Mm -hmm. But how do you find out where it came from before then? Yeah, you, know you can never saying? find the originator. You can only find how it orally passed down. But you can't find who said the first word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It goes back to... I'm talking to here. Will says that uh, dragons are aliens. Got it. Dragons are aliens. <laughs> dragons are aliens. That kind of sounded like what he said, didn't I it? I like it. Look, I'm not saying yeah. aliens. But I'm not saying aliens. <laughs> or what if it's all foreshadowing for when we do create dragons oh oh Time we're gonna, loop. this is gonna be jurassic park I'm like wow we we spent so long wondering if we could we didn't wonder if we should and then we're gonna be in rain of fire and we're all gonna burn up in an apocalypse well side note there is there's a book called bitterwood where the maybe you shouldn't eat it then yeah so you you start the book off <laughs> Where, wash it. where there's the dragon overload or overlords of the fantasy world. Mm. But later on in like it. book two or book three, you find out that there was actually a dragon apocalypse. So these, they created genetically modified dragons that were very highly intelligent that took over the world. And so now magic is just old, old technology with like nanotech that people don't understand. And mm -hmm. it's, crazy listen all I'm how saying, many books are in this series i think there's like three or four mm, okay bitter and the series bitter is the series done is it done i'm pretty yeah it's done okay that makes it a little easier to swallow yeah you get like four books and you're like yeah there's a fifth one sorry there's a little bit, I, like, I gave you a little bit of spoilers but there's exactly. a lot of content in it okay but i i'm like if there's three or four books the the series isn't done and i'm yeah. not even gonna start I started. it started <laughs> started yeah, I'm on book four uh, right now. I think. It's a great, great series. There's like ten books. Yeah, no, they're no, not ten books. There's more than ten. There's, there's not ten. There's like fourteen. <laughs> there's fourteen. Come on, keep up. I'll and, go back. And actually, actually, the Wheel of Time ties into this because he, uh, the 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 big protagonist in the book is the Dragon Reborn. I was gonna ask, is there a dragon in this series? There is a dragon in the series. Oh, is there? Okay. Yeah. Oh, it was just the title they gave him. Hey, he's the, I mean, he's like the, the dragon, dragon reborn. The there's just so many, like just book four, there's so much happening. And I'm like, after I have like one of those, like, you know, wire maps, just trying to connect everybody and everything. 
<laughs> it's a lot. Sounds it's a beautiful like a lot. story. And you got 10 more books to go. And I will tell you, it's not a spoiler to tell you that unlike Game of Thrones, it ends beautifully. Does it? Okay. Yeah. It has a satisfying ending. Okay. Because yeah, Brandon, that... Brandon Sanderson was hired to do the last book. He got all the notes, found out yeah. there's too much here, and he turned it into three books. But he did it in such a way that the fans, the diehard fans of the series, are like, this was awesome. This was great. That's good. It put, it put Brandon on the map to where he's one of the biggest uh, fantasy authors of yeah. all time right now. Listen, I'm still just upset that we're probably never going to see an actual end to the Game of Thrones book series. Mm. Right? That still hurts my heart. Yeah. Does it hurt your heart? Well, it does. I love if, the books. If he and puts together enough notes like Robert Jordan did, someone else can't finish uh, it. His estate can find somebody to finish it. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't have much hope. Happen. Which will probably be D&D &D and they'll just ruin it all like yeah. they did with the with the TV series. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look what they did with, you know, Tolkien did with all of his dad's notes. You know what I mean? It's true. Yeah. They I honestly yeah, he, think that he's done. J.J.R. Tolkien has been dead for a long, long time, and he's still putting out books. Yeah. And they're still publishing. <laughs> what a like Prince. In, Come on, in George Tupac. R. Martin. Take a, yeah. take a page out of his Come book, on, man. Yeah. I think Tupac released an album last year. He, he, something <laughs> after his death. He's I released think a couple albums George R. R. Martin has it done. And he's waiting until he dies for his estate to release it. He doesn't want to hear anything else from the fans. I'm just upset. <laughs> there was a guy at a convention a few years ago who looked exactly like George R. R. Martin. Mm -hmm. I mean, spot on. I was like, nice costume, dude. He goes, it's not a costume. And he walked away. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, nope. And he just kept going. <laughs> I'm like, did I just get, did I just get noped by George R. R. Martin? Oh did, that just, did that really happen? And that kind of ties in too, because the Mother of Dragons and Mother all the dragons. dragons, and and uh, that was a that I have to say, the first seven seasons of that show were pretty special. Yeah, yeah. the The books are so so interesting that then like watching how they followed and how they kind of diverted in the show and different things. And then, man, what I have opinions about happened? this, but I have to go into it. Either way, the dragons in that are really cool. Yeah, the dragons are great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you have they... an entire culture based on this one house that had control of dragons that eventually just bred them down to nothing to then be gone. And then suddenly there's three in the world again. It's like, oh, how are we going to survive this? Yeah. But I like that they didn't make them too overpowering. Like you could see that. Right. Yeah, well, you even, could see you know, how in in Mirror, I think it was it was even difficult for him to get out of the arena. You know yeah, I mean? well, he was so big. Yeah, Dragon was a big boy. But yeah, big, I feel like without boy. the dragons in Game of Thrones series, it wouldn't have felt as much of a fantasy series. You know what I mean? Yeah, it would have felt more like a yeah. just historical, historically inaccurate. Yeah. Because like the Drama. magic users Drama. we see yeah. early on, yeah. you know, they kind of disappear. Yeah, that's really the only, other than the dire wolves and the yeah. giants, they're the really and only, priestess. no, I'm saying they're the only um, creature that you see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really. Like you don't have any other like rodents of unusual size, you know, mm. giant <laughs> yeah. spiders, unicorns, you have dragons. I don't think they exist. Dire wolves. Yeah. I don't think they exist. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, they but, did a, yeah, that's 
That's it. They did a decent job with the dragons. They, I was more disappointed in the direwolves than I was with the, the dragons, simply because they didn't handle the direwolves. They just pretty much got rid of them. All yeah, one, you saw them for a minute. One that kind of tags around yeah. with Jon Snow through the first half of his story, and then that one disappears until the end. Yeah. Yeah. In the books, again, we, we're going full glasses up nerd here. In the books, they describe they describe the dogs or the wolves a little bit more and a little bit more fully. They have a bigger mm-hmm. a bigger point to them, but yeah, there's only so much you can do in a show. Yeah, there's only so much justice you can kind of do yeah. those characters. Well, I think Zach I haven't read the a, books. So you bad. plan to, don't you? Yeah, I do. But yeah. do it. Yeah, I'm kind of thing. I'm kind of jaded. <laughs> All right after the last season, you're like, I just can't get into this anymore, man. I will say, I've got like. I, I read I read two of the books like back to back and then had to take a break because I realized I was reading like chunks of chapter like okay I want to know what this character does I don't care about these characters like just move on and I was missing like half of a book at a certain point because I was like I don't care about this character said so like take a step back okay let's go back to it in six months when I mm-hmm. kind of forget what certain characters are doing and then oh now I remember I like this character I don't like this character but now I'm not so jaded towards them from the last book Mm -hmm. that I don't care if they live or die I can go back to reading their stuff I hate when that happens when you have all these characters but you only like a few of them but then it's going from chapter to chapter focusing on the different characters and like you said you feel like you don't get the full story because you don't care about those other ones Mm -hmm. It's frustrating. One, one book in the Wheel of Time where the main protagonists aren't even mentioned. You're not convincing me to read it, William. Back. No, but you, you get so many other it. cool new perspectives from nope. other characters. Nope. 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 <laughs> I love it. I love I love a series that that literally has over like fourteen hundred named characters with their own stories. No, yeah. in the you series. want like a wealth, like, Mm-mm. like the world building in the Wheel of Time series, like, is. <laughs> I say, I say it's on par with like, like Tolkien's like, no. level of world building. You know what I mean? If I yeah, want that, I'll read Tolkien. Tolkien, Tolkien did a, uh, if you if you use the supplemental materials as a yeah. really awesome yeah. developed world, and that's what he that's what he set out to do is create a mythology for Britain. Because he felt like Britain didn't have, other than King Arthur, didn't have a, a very big mythology mm-hmm. as far as ancient uh, Britain freaking kind of mythology. So he created one. He That's what he set out to do is to create a mm-hmm. kind of a mythology for Britain. Which he did succeed at. Job. Speaking of Tolkien, and since we're talking about dragons... We're going to talk about Smaug right Smaug. now. Smaug. 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 I am fire. I am death. He's just a drama queen to the extreme. That's true. In the actual book, The Hobbit, he wakes up, realizes a cup is missing, and go like, he raises half of the mountain. Like, you like the cup? He's it's a, a cup. He's like, I can't. It's a cup, dude. <laughs> yeah, but it's my cup. <laughs> He's such a drama queen. And like, Bilbo goes. Yeah, he's like, the only good the thing about. Just starts rolling around on his back in the mount, in the gold. Like, oh yes, pay attention to me. <laughs> <laughs> and Smog is the only thing worth watching. 
in the Hobbit movie. I was waiting for you to say that. Yeah. I no, mean, he, he did a good job with his character. Cumberbatch's performance for that character and how into it he got. Watching the behind the scenes right. stuff was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Him crawling around on the floor, making all the faces, and just really getting into it like he's the freaking dragon. And, uh, and a lot of that showed, they used a lot of that for the facial mapping for the dragon itself. So you can see him in the face of smog. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful dragon. Yeah, it's they did a good dragon. job rendering that character. Yeah. So, but it was wrapped in a steaming pile of mess. Yeah. I mean, that's, it is what happens when you turn one book into three movies. One especially tiny when the, yeah. little book. Mm-hmm. And when, least, you know, the most interesting stuff in that book happens in the first half. And then after that, it's like, okay, this is kind of, we're just kind of gearing up towards the end. I mean, the end of the book is Bilbo gets knocked out and wakes up and everyone's dead. Yeah. So. <laughs> kind of feels like a cop out. Like, I don't know how to write battle scenes anymore. Uh, <laughs> I'm done. Everyone's dead. Yeah. He started writing uh the hobbit when he was in the trenches of world war one as an officer in the british army J.R.R. tolkien mm-hmm. uh and it was an adventure story about a about a young man who who's out of his element and gets thrown into a, a bigger world than because he came from the shire you know uh tolkien grew up in a community that he modeled the shire after it's a very rural English countryside community where the people lived very simple lives. And he went off, joined the army, went to World War One, and was thrown into a world that he didn't understand. And he kind of captured that in, in how he treated yeah. Bilbo. Yeah. I agree with feel that. that. Definitely feel that. Sorry. Okay, so 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 far our favorite dragons have been Reign of Fire dragons. Yep, those are pretty Sean dope. Connery dragon. Mm-hmm. Toothless dragon, toothless, mm-hmm. and smog the ever sassy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> smog the ever sassy. <laughs> those are those are four. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are like the top that come to mind. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you think about dragons, all four of them have a very distinct look. They have very distinct voices, mm-hmm. and they have very distinct character traits that make all of them popular archetypes. You know, you have one that's kind of the animal and the goofiness. You have one that leads the way. What's up? No, she had mentioned one when we were when we were talking about this topic. Mulan. Oh, Mushu. Oh, what Mushu. Are, Mushu. One of her favorite out. dragons. Mushu. Yeah, that's yeah, one of my favorite. And then it goes into the Eastern yeah. dragon. So yeah. I just popped in my head that there was a dragon. Yeah, I was like, I saw you point. I'm like, what did I do? I mean, is it calling me a dragon? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Mushu is uh, one of my favorites. Only in the morning. Oh. Weapon. oh no. <laughs> He's calling you out over here. DD reference. I like it. <laughs> I'm going to pay for that later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're going to pay for it right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Mushu yeah, was probably one of yeah. the first dragons that I really experienced as a kid. It was one of the first popular dragons that came out in a kid friendly way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you don't agree. I watched Dragonheart with my dad, so. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. It's like nope. it was more of an Dragonheart. adult movie than a kid movie, though. I guess so. At the time. At the time. Watch it yeah. now, though. Oh, it's PG. It's PG as hell. It is PG. That's true. 
I mean, they, they shied away from blood and stuff for the most part. And, you know, even when they showed the, the, the prince's wound or the king at that time, uh, his wound wasn't bleeding. It was just a, it's like just a hole in his skin. Yeah. That's tr- I kind of so, chalked that up to bad effects. Not that it was PG. So it shows what I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, they didn't know. Yeah, how to I think they were trying hard to avoid a PG-13 rating or something. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, Meanwhile, he's pulling a arm out of the dragon's mouth when he's stuck in there. <laughs> Thanks. I said stuck in there for a month. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that was so good. But yeah, Mushu. Mushu did a good job. Mm-hmm. Kind of exposing people to more of a helper who was also bumbling. And yeah. like, hey, I'm here to help you, but I'm also really out for my own gain. Mm-hmm. Which he got in the long run. Yeah. He got his spot back. Good for you, Mushu. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. So we have five then. So yeah, we yeah yeah top, top five. This kind of a this kind of a conversation was all over the place, but nerdy as hell and a lot of fun. <laughs> you got to mention a lot of your favorite fantasy uh, series. You even got to Didn't throw Brandon Stormlight Sanderson through Brandon Sanderson in there, so it fits. So this has probably been one of his favorite nerdy conversations. Even Ooh. your science nerd was showing. So. That's true. Yeah, yes. uh, science and history nerd. Oh, man. Well, this has been a lot of fun, guys. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Any, uh, any closing thoughts on dragons? Dragons are cool. <laughs> I like dragons. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, why don't you go ahead and tell us where we can follow you guys at? Uh, we are the Nerdy Weds. Uh, look at us, uh, Facebook slash the Nerdy Weds. Hopefully, when we get 100 subscribers, we'll become YouTube slash the Nerdy Weds. Uh, our podcast is on all of the popular and even all of the unpopular because it's on every one of them, except Pandora. Pandora just does not approve podcasts for like months at a time. Hmm. I guess. For some reason, we haven't made Pandora yet, but we're on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify is the most popular, Apple, you name it, we're on it, except for Pandora. Um, our Twitch, our, yeah, Twitch, uh, Twitter, Instagram, it's all the nerdy weds. Yeah, so we're, awesome. we're all over the place. And we do have an episode with you guys talking about the, the rent fair. So people, even if you only come and check out that episode, please come listen to it. But hopefully you'll listen to some more uh, on, you know, our podcast. Or YouTube. Or YouTube. They are different. Our podcast and our YouTube. We've had episodes where we take the audio from the YouTube one and make it a podcast. But for the most part, all of our podcast episodes are separate from our YouTube stuff. So. But it still focuses on all of the same nerdy interests that mm-hmm. we talk about on the podcast. All those books, board games, and movies, and more. Nice. So thank you guys that. for having us. For of course. Yeah, anytime. It. We are looking forward to the next one where we do North American dragon myths that we're going to make up our own yes. for. Yes. I, I wrote it down. I don't know if you can see that, but in here <laughs> I was writing down stuff that we were talking about. Because I don't want to forget it. I'm excited about it. And also, we're going to find you guys some opponents, schedule it out, and get you guys on the Nerdy Wedge show. The Nerdy Wedge yes. show. I love it. Excited. Yep. All right, guys. Be great. We're going to post that episode tonight of the previous Nerdy Wedge show 
that we recorded right before meeting you guys for the first time. So everybody, we're going to be, well, by then it's going to be out for a while. I don't right. Know. That's all right. We'll, we'll be, we'll be watching it tonight when it comes out. Sweet. It's about right, to guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for coming everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out our friends, the Nerdly Weds, and we are into in the mark. Nerdy Weds. Nerdy Weds. Nerdly, nerdly I say. <laughs> the Nerdly it's, Weds. It's been a long day. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll I, I understand. Actually, I debated that, the Nerdly Weds, because Newly Weds, mm-hmm. but Nerdy Weds just fit better for us. Yeah. I like it. I like Nerdy Weds better, too. So, uh, pardon my French. These are our good friends, the Nerdy Weds. There it is. Uh, we appreciate them coming on. And we are Monster to Monster the Podcast. Are we? Later, nerds. Later, nerds. Later. Later. (laughs) Monster to Monster is written by Caitlin and David Davidson, produced by the D-Law Network. Songs and background music are by Digital Lizards of Doom. All creatures are copyright to their respective owners. If there are any monsters you want to hear us talk about, or you just want to keep up with our goofiness, please follow us on Twitter at M2MThePodcast. If you like what you hear, please follow us on Spotify or wherever you find your daily dose of podcasty goodness.